appreciate the word of the Lord. Amen. And if you would stand with me and turn in your Bible to the book of 2 Kings chapter 6. The Lord has been dealing with me for a while. I knew this was coming up. And, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I told I told Brother Travis, uh, you know, uh, and uh, Brother Dillon, I think it was, they was at our, our services, our, our anniversary services in Corbin, and we was downstairs and was eating, and told him I was really looking forward to being here, and that I'd been searching the internet trying to find a good message, and uh, when when I first when I first said that, Brother Travis was was watching me, and I said I'd really been searching the internet trying to find a good message, and, and Brother Travis just, <laughs> and then he realized I was joking. <laughs> Amen, and so. Uh, uh, I, I appreciate the word of God, but I've been praying and, and asking God for some direction, amen, and uh, there's nothing new under the sun, amen, and uh, you know, uh, if there's ever been a message preached, it's been preached before, amen, and so, uh, uh, you know, I just want to be a vessel that the Lord can work through. So, 2 Kings chapter 6, I'm going to read two verses, verses 24 and 25, and just... Uh, give you a little bit of what I feel that the Lord has laid on my heart. Verse number 24 says, and it came to pass after this. And that's, this is significant in what we're seeing right here. And it came to pass after this. That Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his host and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. A donkey's head and some dove dung things is bad when that's what you're looking for that's what you're paying for that's what you're having to do to keep from starving things are bad so I want to preach tonight for a little while on let the weak arise let the weak Arise. Amen. Brother Martin, would you pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for the Lord we're going to do tonight in your presence. You know, God, we're not done yet. We're going to pray for some passages. Jesus, I love you. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And you all can be seated. Do what? Okay. Amen. Praise God. Uh, just to, to think about life in general. It's so easy for us to get caught up in life. And we go in 
day after day, and, and it becomes something for us that just, uh, just is a habit. Amen. And I, I've told this in times past, and, and uh, you know, we get into a thing every morning with myself. I, uh, I don't have to set the alarm. It's just I wake up. And, you know, I, I get up of a morning, and, and the first thing I do is, uh, is I stumble into the kitchen. And uh, I take yesterday's coffee and put it in my cup. And I take it and put it in the microwave because I don't drink fresh coffee first thing in the morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I drink yesterday's coffee. My wife gets the fresh coffee. I drink yesterday's coffee. And, and I'll fill my cup up, I will stick it in the microwave, and then I've got a mug, and I'll go over and I'll fill that up with yesterday's coffee, and I'll set it over on the counter, and, and I'm ready for the day. And I will go in there, and I will begin to do my prayer, I will do my Bible reading. This is what I do. This is my life. We get into a life. We get into an attitude. We get into a, a spirit. We get into a way, amen, that becomes so habitual that you really can't even tell the difference from one day to the next day other than the fact that it is a different day of the week. Amen. And we find ourselves in a rut Amen. We can find ourselves even in our prayer life and in our, in our consecration unto God. We can find ourselves just going through the motions. And even though we're praying and even though we're reading and even though we're studying and we're doing all of these things, we can find ourselves becoming weak. We can find ourselves, amen, just doing it. We know what is required of us. We know what it takes, amen, to, to live this life, amen. But we find ourselves in a condition, amen, that we can read the Word of God and not know what we just read. And this was a situation that was taking place in the city of Samaria. Amen. You have to understand that they, uh, uh, they had seen the power of God move in their lives by a great man of God by the name of Elisha. Amen. There was times, amen, when the king of Syria had came before. And if you'll back up and begin to read in chapter number 6. You can find out that the king of Syria, amen, he was trying to invade uh, Samaria. He was trying to make, uh, amen, a way, but God spoke to Elisha, and God would direct Elisha, amen, and God would minister through Elisha, amen, until finally the king of Syria said, we're going to have to get him. We're going to have to bring him down. Amen. And so we know that they did send uh, uh, the Syrian army uh, uh, to Elisha's house. Uh, amen. We know that Gehazi stood out there. Amen. And was fearful. And Elisha spoke to his servant and said, There be more that's with us uh, than there are with them. Hey, church, you need to step back and realize, uh, amen, that there is more that is with us. Uh, amen. That there's ever going to be in this world. Uh, amen. We got a king. Uh, hallelujah. 
God who is the Prince of Peace and there is the power of God working within us. Amen. Hallelujah. And we have power to stand against the wiles of the enemy. And so finally, the Syrian army came down and, and Elisha just told him, said, just follow me. And there was like a blindness that came upon the Syrian army there. Amen. And the next thing you know, when they're able to see, they're right smack dab in the middle of Samaria. And all of the army of Samaria is around them. And the king looks over to Elisha and says, Do I kill them? Do we need to do them in? And Elisha said, No. That's not how you, what I want you to do is I want you to feed them. I want you to give them something to drink. I want you to show them some kindness. Amen. I want you to, to impart unto them. Amen. And uh, sometimes it's not an understanding mind that can lead us to understand that, that when we do good to somebody else, uh, down the road it's going to help us out. When we do good to someone else, uh, amen, down the road we're going to see some benefits. But at the time uh, that you're going through it, you can't recognize. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, we have to understand that God is mindful of everything that we go through. Uh, God knows uh, the hardships that you're facing. Uh, God knows uh, the troubles, uh, hallelujah, that come upon you. God knows the times of sickness in your life. Uh, God knows the time, amen, when you're weary and well-doing. Uh, amen. But I want you to know it's time for the week to arise. Uh, amen. It's time to understand. Amen. If I can get my eyes off of my situation if I can get my eyes off of my problems if I can get my eyes off of the troubles around me amen and get my eyes on the cross amen if I can get my eyes on the king of glory amen. hallelujah and Elisha told the king said just send them all home And then verse 24. And it came to pass after that. That's the reason that was significant. And it came to pass after that. Or after this. That Benadad king of Syria gathered all of his host. And went up and besieged Samaria. Amen. You have to understand that the king over Samaria right now he had some alt against Elisha Amen. Hallelujah. At the time when he thought everything, uh, hallelujah, we got this Syrian army, amen, under our thumbs. Now, we got this Syrian army. We got them at a place that we can rise up. Uh, we got them at a place now that they won't be able to do anything. But Elisha said, send them back home. And so the king over Samaria, he had some ought against Elisha, the man of God. And so now, the, uh, the Syrian army is gathered all around Samaria again, and the people are not able to go in. 
They're not able to come out. Amen. They're in, they're in a place now that they're starving. They're at a place now, amen, that they don't know how to find any kind of, uh, of strength. They don't know how they're going to be able to come out of this problem. Hey, church, what I'm telling you, there's going to be times in your life, amen, when you're not going to be able to look up. There's going to be some times in your life when you're not going to feel any kind of deliverance. There's going to be some times in your life when you just can't see your way out. Amen. But I want you to know, God's got a plan. Hallelujah. God's going to set the standard. Amen. God's going to make a way. God's going to turn things around. Hallelujah. You just step back. Hallelujah. And watch God move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's say yes. Hallelujah. The God that I serve, he is able to do exceedingly. I'm telling you, he's able to do abundantly. I'm telling you, he's able to do, amen, more than what you can ever ask or think. Hallelujah. So they're surrounded. I looked it up in today. The amount that they was paying for a donkey head is worth about $200. What they was paying for a pint of dove's dung. was about $12.50. That's a lot of money for something that should be fertilizer. That's a lot of money, amen, for something that nobody would never normally think of even eating. You have to understand, amen, that an ass was unclean. An ass was not something that a child of God should be eating. Amen. But I want you to understand right now when you're weak and when you're down. Amen. You're going to eat on some things that you ain't got no business eating on. Hallelujah. When you're going through the storms of life. Amen. You're going to begin to partake of some things. Amen. That you wouldn't in your normal life. Hallelujah. would even think to consider. And they were paying money for it. They were just trying to survive. And there's no doubt sometimes, amen, when, uh, uh, when things aren't going good. Hallelujah. You can watch the leaders of our government just like the king was in Samaria that day. Amen. And they're focusing on things. Amen. They're, for, they're focusing on hallelujah, the standard that the church is holding. They're focusing on the standard that the people of God live. Hallelujah. They're coming against the thing. Amen. That is actually holding them back. Hallelujah. And this king of Samaria, amen, he was upset. And there's no doubt the Bible says he was up and he was walking on the wall. Amen. And he was upset and he probably grumbling, oh, Elisha, if I can only get my hands around his scrawny neck, Elisha, amen, we had it made, hallelujah, we could have had everything that we ever wanted, ah, I'm just so upset with that man of God, you ever been upset with the man of God, you think the man of God ought to be doing better, 
You think the man of God ought to have things nailed down better? Amen. How many of you won? How many doors have you knocked? How many doors have you went out to? Wonder how many, amen, the king went out and tried to help. Wonder how many instead he's up there and he's walking back and forth across the wall, amen. And finally this woman comes walking up to him and says, Hey, your highness. Hey, sire. Hey, you up there. I got a problem. I got a situation that I can't get myself out of. I'm talking about when the week arise. Amen. I'm talking about, amen, when you're in the midst of your turmoil. Hallelujah. And you're looking for somebody else to pick you up. You're looking for somebody else to turn you around. You're looking for somebody else to feed your uh, to feed your goal. You're looking for somebody else, amen, to give you strength. Amen. And here's a king, amen, that had no power in itself. Hallelujah. We need to quit looking for somebody that doesn't have any kind of power. And we need to start looking unto the author and the finisher of our faith. We need to start looking to the God of our salvation. We need to start looking to the hope of glory. It's time to arise. Hallelujah. Let the weak arise. And the king basically says, well, if God ain't going to help you, what can I do? And it's that kind of feeding that causes people to stay down. Amen. When we don't have nothing to look forward to. And it says, well, me and my roommate, you know, we're hungry. Oh, we've been going through some throughs. We've been facing some hard times, O king. Amen. There's some things that we've been having to deal with. And my, my roomie, she came to me the other night. Amen. And she says, I tell you what, hon. Amen. If you'll, if you'll just go ahead and boil your son, we'll eat him tonight. And tomorrow night, we'll just eat my son. We'll cook him. You know, you see, she didn't put hers first. Y'all hang with me here. We're going somewhere. Oh, don't, don't shut down on me. Amen. We're going to get somewhere. Amen. If you just hold on a little bit more. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that when the king heard this, this woman was upset because this other woman had tucked and hid her son and wouldn't allow him to be their next meal. And so she was upset about it. What I'm telling you is sometimes, amen, when you've built a wall around yourself, amen, and you're not getting out to where, hallelujah, the Spirit of God is moving, amen, and you're not allowing Him to feed you, and you're not allowing Him to touch you, and you're not allowing Him to direct you, and you're not allowing Him to help you out of your situation, it won't be long until the walls are going to close in. It ain't going to be long until you're going to feel like you're all 
by yourself. Amen. It won't be long. Amen. Until you're down in the mullet grubs. Amen. And you don't feel like you can have any kind of a victory. Amen. And I don't know where my next meal is going to come from. Amen. I want you to understand right now. Hallelujah. God said, prove me. He said, prove me. And see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you can't. Amen. I'm talking about getting. Ah, oh, y'all hang with me. Amen. We, we're going to get rid of, We're going to get through this. And the king, all of a sudden, man, he, he's gnashing. Amen. All of a sudden, he's upset. Amen. It's that man of God. It's that preacher. Amen. We're in all this stuff. God's not going to hear us because of Elisha. He ain't doing what he's supposed to be doing. If God, if he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, we wouldn't be here. If he was doing what we're supposed to be doing, amen, this church would be full. It ain't the preacher at all. All that the king of Samaria could think about was we had the Syrians surrounded. We had the Syrians down, and all we had to do was pound them. And this man of God let them go. You ever felt like, amen, hallelujah, some of the ones that you thought the preacher ought to be pounding, and he let them go? Now, y'all got to remember, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. Amen. So I'm an evangelist too, brother. I love Brother Holiday's testimony. He was up there. He said, you know, Brother Thomas, you know, he's five-fold ministry. <laughs> Say it again. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but that part of that, that one of them five-fold ministry pastor. Amen. And we have to understand now this this is not maybe a jumping, shouting, you know, dancing around, all that kind of but this is something, amen, to let us know, praise God, when we're weak. Amen. It's time to arise. Amen. As we need to get ourselves, hallelujah, by the scruff of the neck and say, hey, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Whatever I have to do, praise God, I'm going to do it with all of my might. Praise God, I'm going to lift up my voice. Hallelujah. To the king. We can circle the wagons if you want to. Amen. But you ain't going to get nothing done circling the wagons. Amen. If you really want to see God do something, amen, you got to get out into the highways, the byways, and the hedges. Amen. you got to begin to compel them to come in. So now the king, he's all upset. And all he can think about was the fact that Elisha let the enemy go. That's all he can think. So verse 
Number 31 says, Then he said, God do so and more also to me. If the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shall not stand on him this day. But Elisha sat in his house, and the elders sat with him, and the king sent a man from uh, from the king uh, sent a man from before him. But ere the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, "See, ye how this son of a murderer has sent to take away my head." God had already informed Elisha what this man's mission was. What you have to understand, amen, people that are not truly seeking the Lord and trying to find, amen, it's really easy for them to sin to destroy the man of God, to remove his head. He was, he was ready to have Elisha killed. But I want you to notice here how God is setting the stage. Verse number 33 says, And while he yet talked with them, behold, the messenger came down unto him, and he said, Behold, this evil of the Lord. What should I wait for the Lord any longer? You ever feel like, why do I need to wait any longer here? Why do I need to put up with this any longer? If God was going to do something, he would have already done it. If God was going to use that man, he would have already used him. If God was going to give us revival, revival would have already been here. I beg to differ with you. Amen. God ain't moved yet. I beg to differ with you. God hasn't, uh, uh, hasn't fulfilled his plan yet. Uh, amen. I beg to differ with you. Amen. Get your eyes off of the problem and get your eyes on the Lord. Uh, amen. Begin to lift up. Uh, hallelujah. Your voice unto the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. And know that he is able. Hallelujah. To do it. He is able to bring it to pass. He is able. Amen. At a right time it's going to come to pass according to God's will. Amen. But we get so we get so caught up in just doing what we've always done. Now, I've told this story a few times. It's not one I tell it all the time, but it was something that I heard, and right now it just kind of seems fitting. There was this man, you know, he, he was working in construction. And every day at lunchtime, y'all may have heard this. I know our church has heard it some. Every day at lunchtime, this man would open up his lunch bucket. He'd reach in there, and he'd get his sandwich. And he'd take that first bite and he said, I hate baloney. And he ate his sandwich. And the next day, he would come. Lunch bell would ring. They'd sit down. He'd open up his lunch bucket. He'd take out his sandwich. And he'd take that bite. I hate baloney. And he'd done this every day. And finally, one of his co-workers looked down at him and said, Why don't you tell your wife to fix something else other than bologna? And he said, I make my own sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> if
if you keep doing what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've already got. Amen. If you want something to change, amen, if you want something to happen, amen, you're going to have to rise up, hallelujah, out of your weakness. Hallelujah, you're going to have to be able to stand back and square your shoulders, amen, and step back and get your eyes on the cross. Amen, you need to step back and say, I know that the God that I serve, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly. I know the God that I serve, he is able to make a way for me. Amen. So the man in whom the king leaned upon, he looked over at this man, the king, and he said, you go and you kill Elisha. Now, it doesn't say that exactly. But if you look it up, amen, in, in your Bible commentaries, he sent him to murder Elisha. He sent him to kill him, to slay him, to cause to perish. Amen. That's exactly what this man's purpose was. Verse number 1 of chapter 7. Then Elisha said, Hear you the word of the Lord. That's what we're, we're waiting on. Amen. Praise God. When the, when the man of God is able to stand up and say, I want to tell you what thus saith the Lord right now. I want to tell you the plan that God has for you very soon. I want you to understand that God hasn't given up on you. I want you to have an understanding here. Amen. That if you'll just keep on walking, if you'll just keep on talking, if you'll just keep on praying, if you'll just keep on singing, if you'll just keep on dancing, God, God is going to work on your behalf. Amen. I got a word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what I'm looking for. Amen. I couldn't give you two hoots. Amen. Or what, what some other preacher has to say. Amen. But what does God have to say? What does God have to say? Now I tell this to our church. Y'all be seated. And y'all hold me up. <laughs> I tell this to our church. Amen. We ain't got no business listening to no denominational preacher. We ain't got no business listening to no dom- denominational uh, uh, preachers on the radio. Amen. We ain't got no business reading their, uh, their books. Amen. What I'm telling you is, why do you want to listen to somebody that is in false doctrine? You already know more than they do. Why do you want to listen to something that God hasn't gave them a revelation? God hasn't shown them anything. And why would you want to listen to them? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. That didn't cost you nothing. Amen. My vocal cords will pay for it tomorrow, though. That's all right. That's all right. Amen. He says, in verse number 1, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Now listen. Tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel. And two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. 
what I'm telling you is God has done spoke. Amen. This is one thing that Brother Peter used to say all the time, and I'm going to say it here. My pastor used to make this statement. If God ever shows you something in the light, don't you ever balk in the dark. Amen. If God has revealed something to you, amen, hallelujah, and you're standing upon it, it's God. When the enemy comes or talking, amen, and he's trying to deceive you, and he's trying to get you to listen to something else, that's when you need to shut him down and say, hey, I believe what the at the Lord. God showed me. Hallelujah. When he showed me, he didn't stutter. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. We need to know that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. Amen. If he told you he was going to bring it to pass, you need to start looking for it to happen. Amen. If he told you he was going to fill it up, you need to start looking for the door. Hallelujah. To open up and people come walking in. Amen. It's time. Hallelujah. It's time for the weak to rise. It's time for the weak to get up. It's time for the weak, amen, to stand. Hallelujah. Know that God is in control. Now, Elisha spoke this word of the Lord. Then the Lord, in verse number 2, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be. You're always going to have somebody that's going to scoff. Without a vision... The people perish. You got to have someone to cast vision. You got to have somebody to say, This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is how it's going to happen. This is where we're going to make it go. This is where God has directed me. Hallelujah. This is how God has said it's going to come to pass. Amen. And then don't just sit there. Amen. Waiting for God to pour it out. Amen. Look what uh, what God told Moses. Amen. When they're standing at the brink of the Red Sea, he said, tell the people to move forward. Amen. Tell the people to move forward. Tell the people to move forward. Come on. It's time to pick them up. It's time to put them down. Don't stand back there waiting for somebody else to do it. Get up. (laughs) Always wanted to do it. That's what Jeff Arnold would do. Sit down. You have to understand, God's got this. You have to understand, he knows the end from the beginning. He knows what he's going to do long before you are aware. Amen. Hallelujah. Quit sitting, amen, on your haunches. Praise God, but get your eyes moving up to the hills from whence comes your help. Amen. Hallelujah. He's got a man of God in your life. Amen. Lean upon him. Hallelujah. He's got a man of God that's going to speak the word of God to you. Amen. Lean upon him and believe. 
Now, I usually preach an hour to an hour and a half in a short message. No. Y'all hang with me. We're going to start getting into the message here in a little bit. Amen. They're setting within the walls. And sheep, if they're not being fed, will begin to eat the wool off of each other's backs. If they're not being taken care of, amen, they'll start munching on one another. Amen. If they're not out there, amen, and they're, and, and they're being led, amen, to, uh, to the right pasture, and they're not being led to, to the safe water, if they're not being taken care of, amen, it won't be long until they'll start looking to the other sheep and start eating them and start gnawing on them. Amen. And the wool will begin to be tangled up on them. Amen. And then it's not good for nothing unless they've been completely sheared. But the wool that's been cut off of them that's been gnawed on, it becomes matted. And it can't be used. Amen. That whole year where the wool is destroyed. But if they're being taken care of and they're healthy, Amen. Don't have to worry. Things. So now they're all gathering together and they're all hungry and they're looking for somebody to give them help. And the word of the Lord came to Elisha. And he looked up to the man that the king was leaning upon. And he says, about this time tomorrow, there's going to be plenty of food in the gate. There's going to be plenty. And then, you know, that scoffer that's out there, the ones that has... No faith whatsoever. He said, if God opened up the windows of heaven, could this thing be? If God opened up the windows of heaven, you know, you're, all you're doing is you're trying to push ahead. You're just trying to save your neck. You're just trying to save your scalp. You're just trying to, uh, to, to appease us long enough so this won't take place. That's basically what the scoffers say. They don't believe Amen, that God's going to fill this church up. They don't believe that God is going to feed this flock. They don't believe that this is really going to happen. And Elisha looks at him and says, you're going to see it. But you're not going to get to eat of it. You're going to, you're going to see it. But you're not going to be nourished from it. You're going to be over it and directing it. But you're not going to have one bite. You're not going to get not one nugget. And about this time, the one that you just never, ever dreamed that God would use, the ones that you just never, ever dreamed that God would touch them and use them and minister through them, they're, they're just the outcast. They're the ones that nobody wants around them. They're the ones, amen, that you never thought at all. They was just an eyesore. They were on the outside of the gate. They were on the outside of the wall. They were four leprous men. Those four men was on the outside there. 
And they're sitting there, and, and you know, they knew that they couldn't go in because lepers were not allowed around other people. They were outcast. Lepers weren't allowed to come around, and so they were sitting there, and there's no doubt that their, their bellies are growling as well, and they're looking at one another, and, well, Dave, what are we going to do? If we go inside, the famine's in there. If we stay out here, we're going to starve. What are we going to do? And Dave, he's probably sitting there, and he looks over, he looks over at Jake. And he said, well, Jake, what's your opinion? What do you think we ought to do? Should we go in? Well, Dave, there ain't, ain't no food in there. Well, are we just going to stay out here and die? Well, that don't sound like a good idea. And he looks over at the other one, and, and you know, maybe, maybe we'll call him Eli. Remember, these were Jews. And they're out there, and they begin to talk to one another, and, and, and you know, they're looking at one another, and they're all starving. They're all hungry. They're all wanting, wanting some kind of food. Amen. And that's when you can look, and you can see all of their faults. You can see all of their failures. You can see all of their sickness, and they begin to call out one another. Amen. Well, she's got that going on, and, and that's got this one going on. Amen. And, and man, they, they stink, and, and this is taking place right here. And, and I am just so, so tired of this. And they just look at one another. I says, well, I'll tell you what. Let's just go down to the camp of the Syrians. What you don't understand, God is the one that's orchestrating this. God is the one that is setting the stage. Amen. That the next day, everybody's going to be fed. God's the one that's setting the stage. Amen. And he's using some of the most unsuspecting people that you ever could have imagined that he would use. Amen. And they said, well, let's just go down uh, to the Syrian camp. Amen. If they take us down there and feed us, well, that's good. Uh, amen. And if they take us down there and they kill us, well, we should but die. Amen. At least we're going to be out of our misery either way. Let's just get ourselves up. Amen. And all the time, uh, God is prompting them. All the time. Amen. And God is talking with them all the time. God is putting these thoughts in their mind all the time. God is setting the stage, amen, for a miracle. He's setting a stage to fulfill what he said he was going to do. He's setting the stage, amen, that they're going to begin to receive what they never thought would ever come to pass. And they start walking their way down there in the middle of the night. You know, it's an amazing thing, the things that God will do in the middle of the night. It's an amazing thing. There's been times, amen, that God would wake me up out of the dead sleep. Amen. And, and I'd go in there, amen, into the, uh, into the living room, and I'd kneel down beside the couch, and I would begin to pray, and God would begin to speak to me, and God would begin to talk into my heart, and God would begin to direct my path. Amen. I, I was listening the other day. Brother Markham had sent me uh, a message of Brother Travis. Endurance. And me and my wife, we were sitting there listening to that message. I told Brother Travis the other night, I was on the phone, and said, I'm going to preach that, me that message. I heard somebody preach about endurance. <laughs> and he was preaching about endurance. 
And as I was sitting there, the Lord spoke to me. And I always keep a little notepad right beside my, not, or not my nightstand, but my, uh, my little uh, end table. And I said, I picked it up. And the message that God gave me when Brother Travis was preaching was when we have to wait. And I preached it at Corbin. When God says wait. Amen. When God says wait. It's an amazing thing when you can just be sitting by yourself and all of a sudden, amen, even in the middle of the night, God will begin to speak to you and you get yourself up and you begin to step forward into what God has just told you, amen, that you need to do. You begin to step forward. Praise God, that's faith. Amen, you heard what God said and you begin to step forward and you begin to trust that God, amen, he knows what he's doing. Amen. In him there is no variableness. Uh, there is no shadow of turning. He knows exactly what we have need of at the time that we have need of. And God spoke to those four lepers, men, and they got up and they began to make their way down to the Syrian camp. And the Bible says, and the Syrians heard chariots and horses. We're talking about four men that's just getting up to get something to eat. They was willing to die. But as they began to make their way down, God so magnified their sound. It sounded like chariots and horses. Amen. And the Syrians, they looked around and said, Oh, oh the king of Samaria, he done went and hired the Egyptians. Uh, the king of Samaria, he has done went and hired, uh, amen, uh, uh, the Hittite. He done, he done hired up a bunch. Uh, amen. They're going to come down here. Come on, everybody. Let's pick them up and run. Uh, come on. Let's get on out of here. Let's, uh, don't worry about it. Don't get anything. Amen. Just take off. Run for your lives. And the, they get into the edge of the camp. These four leprous men, David, Jacob, Eli, and we'll say Samuel. And they get to the edge, amen, and they, they see a candle shining in the tent. And they walk in there and say, wow, man, they had a leg of lamb. Ah, oh, they looked around and there was a, a Jane Parker fruitcake. Oh, they was looking around, amen, and there was Butterfinger candy bars, amen, there was Milky Ways, praise God, uh, their bellies was just, and they just began to gobble that up just as quick as they could go, look at that big bottle of Dr. Pepper over there, oh, I'm telling you what's the truth. Amen. And they're eating and they're gobbling up. Amen. And it's all these fine garments that are around, and they start loading it up, and they're jamming everything into their pockets, and they're running out, and they're hiding all this stuff. You see, that's not God's plan. God's not. It's not his plan for us to hoard it all to ourselves. Amen. I'm so thankful that when Bobby Frymeyer came and knocking on my door, amen, he didn't sit back there and say, hey, I'm not going up there to that house. Amen. God's gave me my gift. Amen. I got mine. What are you going to do? Amen. God never told us to hoard it up to ourselves. Amen. God called us into this thing to share the good news. God called us into this thing to share. Amen. Hallelujah. Make it out. Praise God. And they're, they're taking all this stuff and they're taking it and they're hiding it and they're shoving all this food back in there. And then one of them looks up and says, wait, 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 wait. Aren't you thankful that somebody began to listen to God? They said, well, we're doing it right. Everybody ought to know. 
Everybody ought to know about this. Everybody ought to be aware, amen, of what God has given us. Everybody ought to be mindful, amen, that there's plenty enough to go around. Hallelujah. All you got to do, praise God, is tell, amen, and they got themselves up, amen, and there's no doubt that they looked over there and there were some nice, healthy horses, praise God, and maybe they uh, they lassoed them one up sitting over next to the rail, praise God, and loaded load up on it. <laughs> And they come riding up, hallelujah, to the gate of Samaria. Hey, God, and the porter is stepping out there, hallelujah. And, uh, and maybe it was old Jake that was out there. Maybe it was David. He's got a big mouth. <laughs> I'm just going with what your brother said. I'm just... <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Oh, you won't believe what God has done. Oh, you won't believe. I heard word, amen, that the master Elisha said that everybody was going to eat today. Hallelujah. Hey, everybody, come on out. Hallelujah. The Syrians have fled. Hey, God, they've left everything behind. This is a day of rejoicing. This is a day to give praise. This is a day to lift up our voices. What I'm saying is, hallelujah, why set you there? It's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. Amen. Tomorrow, tomorrow we'll preach an exciting message. Today we're talking about when the weak arise. We're talking about, amen, praise God, we've been down. Amen. And we've been out. But I've gone, done got a word from the Lord. Amen. That he's about to feed all his people. I just got a word from the Lord. Amen. He's going to take care of all of my needs. I just got a word from the Lord. Amen. He's going to make a way and he's going to open a door that no one can close. And the porter sent word into the king. And told what these four leprous men that you never dreamed would ever be used by God. God will use some of the most unusual people. He just, he just picked up a greasy redneck from Irvin and called him to preach. He just picked up a man like me. He's seen something in me, Brother Dwayne, that I never even had a clue Amen, that God would use me. Hallelujah, I was a drunk. I had all kinds of things, vices in my life. Amen, but he reached way down to where I was. Hallelujah, hey boy, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to use you. Hallelujah, get yourself up out of your despair. Amen, square your shoulders and get your eyes on the mark. Hallelujah, begin to step forward in God. Ye that are weak, it's time to arise. Ye that are weak, it's time to get up. All right, we're almost done. Excuse me, I'm sorry. We're almost done. The king still didn't want to believe it. So I said, let's get, us, let's get five horses that are still able Let's send them out there and see, because I, I know that old slew foot, the old Syrian king, 
He's just hiding out there, waiting to pounce on us. Well, he is. He's as a roaring lion. He's pounced. Amen. But if God said it, I believe it. If God said it, you don't have to worry about what the devil has to do. Amen. If God said he's going to bring you in, then he's going to bring you out. God is able, amen, to work on your behalf. Hallelujah. They got down there, hallelujah, and sure enough, everybody seen what was going on. Amen. They seen all the tents. They seen all the food. They seen all of the clothing. They seen all the horses. They seen all of the things that was there. Amen. And they come back and says, it's real. It's real. Amen. Hey, church, you better believe if God said he's coming back. Amen. He's coming back after our people that have made themselves ready. He's going to fulfill what he said he would do. Let's stand to our feet. When they come with the news that truly what the man of God said was happening they all began to run and and the king of Samaria sent the man in whose arm he leaned upon he sent him down there to keep order to make sure everything was run properly he seen the food he seen the garments he seen the blessings of God he understood that what Elisha said was being fulfilled before his eyes just before he was trampled under. And sure enough, at the gate, what I'm telling you is, it's going to happen at the gate. That's where everything is going to be the blessing. God's going to happen it here at the gate of this house. God's going to let it happen at the gate of Bateville. God's going to let it happen at the gate of Somerset. Amen. God's going to make sure that his people are taken care of at the gate. He's going to see us through. Don't be weary and well-doing. For you shall reap if you faint not. As we bow our heads here tonight, Brother Markham's going to begin to sing. It's time for the weak to arise. God's got a plan. And He's going to use you. And He's going to use me. But we just can't keep setting there. We got to get up and fulfill the plan that God has called us to do. He said, go out to the highways, the byways, and the hedges and compel them to come in. Somebody's got to do it. It might as well be you. As we get ready, I don't tell this story very often, but I felt... A couple times, this is the second time the Lord brought it to me. Back when Brother Harris was in Indianapolis, 
There was a dear old sister there, and some of the people has heard this. There was a dear old sister there called Sister Hampton. Sister Hampton was as faithful as clockwork. Her, her husband was in the hospital dying with Alzheimer. Back then, they didn't really know what it was. But there would be months would go by and Sister Hampton would walk into the hospital and her husband did not even know who she was. She knew that it was getting close for him to die. And she told Brother Nathaniel Urshan, that was the pastor, said, Brother Urshan, God's going to fill my husband with the Holy Ghost. He had been baptized in Jesus' name, but he never received the Holy Ghost in all those years. She was in her 80s. And Brother Urshan said, Sister Hampton said, we're praying. And on this particular day, they pulled into the parking lot of the hospital. When they pulled into the parking lot, she looked over at Brother Urshan. She said, Brother Urshan, God's going to fill my husband with the Holy Ghost today. And Brother Urshan told her, said, well, Sister Hampton, I'll just stand with you. And they got out of the car. And they walked up to his hospital room. And Brother Urshan stepped through the door first. And as soon as he stepped through the door, Mr. Hampton said, Praise the Lord, Brother Urshan. And Sister Hampton stepped through. And he called her by name. And she went over. And she kissed him on the cheek. And Brother Urshan said, Brother Hampton, we've come to pray you through to the Holy Ghost. And he said, Brother Urshan, I'm ready. He just lifted his hands and God filled him with the Holy Ghost instantaneous. Right there. God filled him with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance right there before they ever said the first prayer. He lifted up his hands and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. And a week later, he died. And Sister Hampton stepped into that church, Calvary Tabernacle in Indianapolis. She had just buried her husband that day. And she stepped in there. And they began to play the music. And all of a sudden she, And she jumped up and she started running around Calvary Tabernacle Church. And one by one, they fell out behind her. Amen. And they begin to worship and they begin to dance and they begin to pray. Why? Because, amen, the weak decided I'm not going to sit here. Amen. But I'm going to arise. Amen. God's been so faithful. God's been so true. God is so loving. And he cares so much. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time to arise. Amen. And see what God will do. As Brother Markham begins to play, I want to open this altar here tonight. And I'm telling you, today is the day of salvation. If you need something from the Lord, don't sit there. Raise up. Amen. Stand up. Amen. And trust in the Lord. And you'll see God. Amen. He's faithful. And he'll do what he said he would do. Another mark. Of